section eleven of state of the union addresses eighteen twenty nine to eighteen thirty six this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org andrew jackson december third eighteen thirty three part two it gives me great pleasure to congratulate you upon the prosperous condition of the finances of the country as will appear from the report which the secretary of the treasury will in due time lay before you the receipts into the treasury during the present year will amount to more than thirty two million dollars the revenue derived from customs will it is believed be more than twenty eight million dollars and the public lands will yield about three million nine hundred thousand dollars the expenditures within the year for all objects including two million five hundred and seventy two thousand two hundred and forty dollars and ninety nine cents on account of the public debt will not amount to twenty five million dollars and a large balance will remain in the treasury after satisfying all the appropriations chargeable on the revenue for the present year the measures taken by the secretary of the treasury will probably enable to pay off in the course of the present year the residue of the exchange four point five per cent stock redeemable on january first eighteen thirty four it has therefore been included in the estimated expenditures of this year and forms a part of the sum above stated to have been paid on account of the public debt the payment of this stock will reduce the whole debt of the united states funded and unfunded to the sum of four million four million seven hundred and sixty thousand eighty two dollars and eight cents and as provision has already been made for the four point five per cent stocks above mentioned and charged in the expenses of the present year the sum last stated is all that now remains of the national debt and the revenue of the coming year together with the balance now in the treasury will be sufficient to discharge it after meeting the current expenses of the government under the power given to the commissioners of the sinking fund it will i have no doubt be purchased on favorable terms within the year from this view of the state of the finances and the public engagements yet to be fulfilled you will perceive that if providence permits me to meet you at another session i shall have the high gratification of announcing to you that the national debt is extinguished i cannot refrain from expressing the pleasure i feel at the near approach of that desirable event the short period of time within which the public debt will have been discharged is strong evidence of the abundant resources of the country and of the prudence and economy with which the government has heretofore been administered we have waged two wars since we became a nation with one of the most powerful kingdoms in the world both of them undertaken in defence of our dearest rights been successfully prosecuted and honourably terminated and many of those who partook in the first struggle as well as in the second will have lived to see the last item of the debt incurred in these necessary but expensive conflicts faithfully and honestly discharged 
and we shall have the proud satisfaction of bequeathing to the public servants who follow us in the administration of the government the rare blessing of a revenue sufficiently abundant raised without injustice or oppression to our citizens and unencumbered with any burdens but what they themselves shall think proper to impose upon it the flourishing state of the finances ought not however to encourage us to indulge in a lavish expenditure of the public treasure the receipts of the present year do not furnish the test by which we are to estimate the income of the next the changes made in our revenue system by the acts of congress of eighteen thirty two and eighteen thirty three and more especially by the former have swelled the receipts of the present year far beyond the amount to be expected in future years upon the reduced tariff of duties the shortened credits on revenue bonds and the cash duties on woolens which were introduced by the act of eighteen thirty two and took effect on march fourth eighteen thirty two have brought large sums into the treasury in eighteen thirty three which according to the credits formerly given would not have been payable until eighteen thirty four and would have formed a part of the income of that year these causes would of themselves produce a great diminution of the receipts in the year eighteen thirty four as compared with the present one and they will be still more diminished by the reduced rates of duties which take place on january first eighteen thirty four on some of the most important and productive articles upon the best estimates that can be made the receipts of the next year with the aid of the unappropriated amount now in the treasury will not be much more than sufficient to meet the expenses of the year and pay the small remnant of the national debt which yet remains unsatisfied i cannot therefore recommend to you any alteration in the present tariff of duties the rate as now fixed by law on the various articles was adopted at the last session of congress as a matter of compromise with unusual unanimity and unless it is found to produce more than the necessities of the government call for there would seem to be no reason at this time to justify a change but while i forbear to recommend any further reduction of the duties beyond that already provided for by the existing laws i must earnestly and respectfully press upon congress the importance of abstaining from all appropriations which are not absolutely required for the public interest and authorized by the powers clearly delegated to the united states we are beginning a new era in our government the national debt which has so long been a burden on the treasury will be finally discharged in the course of the ensuing year no more memory will afterwards be needed than what may be necessary to meet the ordinary expenses of the government now then is the proper moment to fix our system of expenditure on firm and durable principles and i cannot too strongly urge the necessity of a rigid economy and an inflexible determination not to enlarge the income beyond the real necessities of the government and not to increase the wants of the government by unnecessary and profuse expenditures 
if a contrary course should be pursued it may happen that the revenue of eighteen thirty four will fall short of the demands upon it and after reducing the tariff in order to lighten the burdens of the people and providing for a still further reduction to take effect hereafter it would be much to be deplored if at the end of another year we should find ourselves obliged to retrace our steps and impose additional taxes to meet unnecessary expenditures it is my duty on this occasion to call your attention to the destruction of the public building occupied by the treasury department which happened since the last adjournment of congress a thorough inquiry into the causes of this loss was directed and made at the time the result of which will be duly communicated to you i take pleasure however in stating here that by the laudable exertions of the officers of the department and many of the citizens of the district but few papers were lost and none that will materially affect the public interest the public convenience requires that another building should be erected as soon as practicable and in providing for it it will be advisable to enlarge in some manner the accommodations for the public officers of the several departments and to authorize the erection of suitable depositories for the safe keeping of the public documents and records since the last adjournment of congress the secretary of the treasury has directed the money of the united states to be deposited in certain state banks designated by him and he will immediately lay before you his reasons for this direction i concur with him entirely in the view he has taken on the subject and some months before the removal i urged upon the department the propriety of taking that step the near approach of the day on which the charger will expire as well as the conduct of the bank appeared to me to call for this measure upon the high considerations of public interest and public duty the extent of its misconduct however although known to be great was not at that time fully developed by proof it was not until late in the month of august that i received from the government directors an official report establishing beyond question that this great and powerful institution had been actively engaged in attempting to influence the elections of the public officers by means of its money and that in violation of the express provisions of its charter it had by a formal resolution placed its funds at the disposition of its president to be employed in sustaining the political power of the bank a copy of this resolution is contained in the report of the government directors before referred to and however the object may be disguised by cautious language no one can doubt that this money was in truth intended for electioneering purposes and the particular uses to which it was proved to have been applied abundantly show that it was so understood not only was the evidence complete as to the past application of the money and power of the bank to electioneering purposes but that the resolution of the board of directors authorized the same course to be pursued in future it being thus established by unquestionable proof that the bank of the united states was converted into a permanent electioneering engine it appeared to me that the path of duty which the executive department of the government ought to pursue was not doubtful as by the terms of the bank charter no officer but the secretary of the treasury could remove the deposits 
it seemed to me that this authority ought to be at once exerted to deprive that great corporation of the support and countenance of the government in such an use of its and such an exertion of its power in this point of the case the question is distinctly presented whether the people of the united states are to govern through representatives chosen by their unbiased suffrages or whether the money and power of a great corporation are to be secretly exerted to influence their judgment and control their decisions it must now be determined whether the bank is to have its candidates for all offices in the country from the highest to the lowest or whether candidates on both sides of political questions shall be brought forward as heretofore and supported by the usual means at this time the efforts of the bank to control public opinion through the distresses of some and the fears of others are equally apparent and if possible more objectionable by a curtailment of its accommodations more rapid than any emergency requires and even while it retains specie to an almost unprecedented amount in its vaults it is attempting to produce great embarrassment in one portion of the community while through presses known to have been sustained by its money it attempts by unfounded alarms to create a panic in all these are the means by which it seems to expect that it can force a restoration of the deposits and as a necessary consequence extort from congress a renewal of its charter i am happy to know that through the good sense of our people the effort to get up a panic has hitherto failed and that through the increased accommodations which the state banks have been enabled to afford no public distress has followed the exertions of the bank and it cannot be doubted that the exercise of its power and the expenditure of its money as well as its efforts to spread groundless alarm will be met and rebuked as they deserve in my own sphere of duty i should feel myself called on by the facts disclosed to order a sera facius against the bank with a view to put an end to the chartered rights it has so palpably violated were it not that the charter itself will expire as soon as a decision would probably be obtained from the court of last resort i called the attention of congress to the subject in my last annual message and informed them that such measures as were within the reach of the secretary of the treasury had been taken to enable him to judge whether the public deposits in the bank of the united states were entirely safe but that as his single powers might be inadequate to the object i recommended the subject to congress as worthy of their serious investigation declaring it as my opinion that an inquiry into the transactions of that institution embracing the branches as well as the principal bank was called for by the credit which was given throughout the country to many serious charges impeaching their character and which if true might justly excite the apprehension that they were no longer a safe depository for the public money the extent to which the examination thus recommended was gone into is spread upon your journals and is too well known to require to be stated such as was made resulted in a report from a majority of the committee of ways and means touching certain specified points only concluding with a resolution that the government deposits might safely be continued in the bank of the united states this resolution was adopted at the close of the session by the vote of a majority of the house of representatives 
although i may not always be able to concur in the views of the public interest or the duties of its agents which may be taken by the other departments of the government or either of its branches i am notwithstanding wholly incapable of receiving otherwise than with the most sincere respect all opinions or suggestions proceeding from such a source and in respect to none am i more inclined to do so than to the house of representatives but it will be seen from the brief views at this time taken of the subject by myself as well as the more ample ones presented by the secretary of the treasury that the change in the deposits which has been ordered has been deemed to be called for by considerations which are not affected by the proceedings referred to and which if correctly viewed by that department rendered its act a matter of imperious duty coming as you do for the most part immediately from the people and the states by election and possessing the fullest opportunity to know their sentiments the present congress will be sincerely solicitous to carry into full and fair effect the will of their constituents in regard to this institution it will be for those in whose behalf we all act to decide whether the executive department of the government in the steps which it has taken on this subject has been found in the line of its duty the accompanying report of the secretary of war with the documents annexed to it exhibits the operations of the war department for the past year and the condition of the various subjects entrusted to its administration it will be seen from them that the army maintains the character it has heretofore acquired for efficiency and military knowledge nothing has occurred since your last session to require its services beyond the ordinary routine duties which upon the seaboard and the inland frontier devolve upon it in a time of peace the system so wisely adopted and so long pursued of constructing fortifications at exposed points and of preparing and collecting the supplies necessary for the military defence of the country and thus providently furnishing in peace the means of defence in war has been continued with the usual results i recommend to your consideration the various subjects suggested in the report of the secretary of war their adoption would promote the public service and meliorate the condition of the army our relations with the various indian tribes have been undisturbed since the termination of the difficulties growing out of the hostile aggressions of the sac and fox indians several treaties have been formed for the relinquishment of territory to the united states and for the migration of the occupants of the region assigned for their residence west of the mississippi should these treaties be ratified by the senate provision will have been made for the removal of almost all the tribes remaining east of that river and for the termination of many difficult and embarrassing questions arising out of their anomalous political condition it is to be hoped that those portions of two of the southern tribes which in that event will present the only remaining difficulties will realize the necessity of emigration and will speedily resort to it my original convictions upon this subject have been confirmed by the course of events for several years and experience is every day adding to their strength that those tribes cannot exist surrounded by our settlements and in continual contact with our citizens is certain 
they have neither the intelligence the industry the moral habits nor the desire of improvement which are essential to any favorable change in their condition established in the midst of another and a superior race and without appreciating the causes of their inferiority or seeking to control them they must necessarily yield to the force of circumstances and ere long disappear such has been their fate heretofore and if it is to be averted and it is it can only be done by a general removal beyond our boundary and by the reorganization of their political system upon principles adapted to the new relations in which they will be placed the experiment which has been recently made has so far proved successful the emigrants generally are represented to be prosperous and contented the country suitable to their wants and habits and the essential articles of subsistence easily procured when the report of the commissioners now engaged in investigating the condition and prospects of these indians and in devising a plan for their intercourse and government is received i trust ample means of information will be in possession of the government for adjusting all the unsettled questions connected with this interesting subject the operations of the navy during the year and its present condition are fully exhibited in the annual report from the navy department suggestions are made by the secretary of various improvements which deserve careful consideration and most of which if adopted bid fair to promote the efficiency of this important branch of the public service among these are the new organization of the navy board the revision of the pay to officers and a change in the period of time or in the manner of making the annual appropriations to which i beg leave to call your particular attention the views which are presented on almost every portion of our naval concerns and especially on the amount of force and the number of officers and the general course of policy appropriate in the present state of our country for securing the great and useful purposes of naval protection and peace and due preparation for the contingencies of war meet with my entire approbation it will be perceived from the report referred to that the fiscal concerns of the establishment are in an excellent condition and it is hoped that congress may feel disposed to make promptly every suitable provision desired either for preserving or improving the system the general post office department has continued upon the strength of its own resources to facilitate the means of communication between the various portions of the union with increased activity the method however in which the accounts of the transportation of the mail have always been kept appears to have presented an imperfect view of its expenses it has recently been discovered that from the earliest records of the department the annual statements have been calculated to exhibit an amount considerably short of the actual expense incurred for that service these illusory statements together with the expense of carrying into effect the law of the last session of congress establishing new mail routes and a disposition on the part of the head of the department to gratify the wishes of the public in the extension of mail facilities have induced him to incur responsibilities for their improvement beyond what the current resources of the department would sustain as soon as he had discovered the imperfection of the method he caused an investigation to be made of its results and applied the proper remedy to correct the evil 
it became necessary for him to withdraw some of the improvements which he had made to bring the expenses of the department within its own resources these expenses were incurred for the public good and the public have enjoyed their benefit they are now but partially suspended and that where they may be discontinued with the least inconvenience to the country the progressive increase in the income from postages has equaled the highest expectations and it affords demonstrative evidence of the growing importance and great utility of this department the details are exhibited in the accompanying report of the postmaster-general the many distressing accidents which have of late occurred in that portion of our navigation carried on by the use of steam power deserve the immediate and unremitting attention of the constituted authorities of the country the fact that the number of those fatal disasters is constantly increasing notwithstanding the great improvements which are everywhere made in the machinery employed and in the rapid advances which have made in that branch of science shows very clearly that they are in a great degree the result of criminal negligence on the part of those by whom the vessels are navigated and to whose care and attention the lives and property of our citizens are so extensively entrusted that these evils may be greatly lessened if not substantially removed by means of precautionary and penal legislation seems to be highly probable so far therefore as the subject can be regarded as within the constitutional purview of congress i earnestly recommend it to your prompt and serious consideration i would also call your attention to the views i have heretofore expressed of the propriety of amending the constitution in relation to the mode of electing the president and the vice-president of the united states regarding it as all-important to the future quiet and harmony of the people that every intermediate agency in the election of these officers should be removed and that their eligibility should be limited to one term of either four or six years i cannot too earnestly invite your consideration of the subject trusting that your deliberations on all the topics of general interest to which i have adverted and such others as your more extensive knowledge of the wants of our beloved country may suggest may be crowned with success i tender you in conclusion the cooperation which it may be in my power to afford them End of section eleven